Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Organic, healthy lifestyle, and I'm Nancy Addison, your host. And I just love y'all, and I so welcome you to the show today. And I'm very excited about it. And you're in store for a big treat. I always start off my show with a prayer, and I ask you to please join me in whichever way you would like. So I ask our divine Creator to please allow your love for us to extinguish any fear that we may have. Enable us to become quiet and focused on your spirit of divine love. Help us to feel the waves of peace washing over us and clearing away any tenseness or anxiety. We rediscover how refreshing it feels to be calm and peaceful. Alone with your presence, we feel a great serenity. We know that we are eternally one with the divine and with the divine with us. We shall fear nothing. We are claiming and declaring your promises and gratefully accept your gifts of strength, fortitude, flexibility, compassion, wisdom, insight, and perfect health. Please send the army of angels to protect us from any kind of evil and to give us strength and to bring all injustice to justice now. Bring peace into our soul that passes all worldly understanding and make us a light for others to see your strength. We ask this in the highest good of all concern for everyone listening now and in the future. Thank you. And so it is. All right. I told you y'all were in for a big treat. We have someone that I am very honored to have on the show today. It's Dr. R.E. Tent. He's with Diverse Health Services. He has a PhD in clinical nutrition. He graduated from Palmer College of Chiropractic. He's a doctor of chiropractic medicine. He's on the National Board of the Chiropractic Examiners and a member of the National Pain Control Institute. And I welcome you to the show today, Dr. Tent. Thank you very much. Thank you. So you're in Texas, correct? I am. (laughs) I'm a Texas girl, but I've been listening to your show for many, many years and have learned so much from you over the years. And I'd love for you to just share with our audience just a little bit about why you went into this particular profession. Well, 
you know, growing up in Livonia, Michigan, with a father that worked for the big three was kind of an adventure because I had the gift, apparently, back then your father would kill to have health insurance and maybe a pension. So my dad had Ford Motor Company insurance, and we used it extensively to make sure that we got our money's worth for my dad working at Ford Motor Company. Now, my friends didn't have the privilege of having a dad that worked for the big three. Most of them were self-employed or blue-collar guys. They didn't have the special salaried insurance that I had. So as I was going through life, getting vaccines, having my nose cauterized, having all kinds of health issues with earaches and sore throats, allergies, I noticed that my friends that weren't participating in these activities were a lot healthier than me. So at about 12 years of age, I suggested to my mom, can you hand me that card? That I'd like to live like these guys from now on and not necessarily live like the way we're going. So at about that age was when I pulled the plug. I didn't know where I was going, but I wasn't going any more of that direction because it was, it was obvious to me that I was getting worse and worse. Because today you get like one well, they want you to come in for your one well baby check, but it's usually the last one because by the time they get through with you, you're never going to be a well baby again. And that happened to me. So not knowing where I was going to go, I knew one thing, we got to try something different, but getting pushed into chiropractic by my mother. So I didn't pick this. This was picked for me. And Starting it, I was fortunate when I went to Palmer College back way back in 78. It was a very prolific time and a lot of off campus activities. So, if you were awake and were paying attention, there was a tremendous amount of opportunities in other uh, procedures that would complement chiropractic. And not everybody was interested in that, basically, nobody was, but I seemed to enjoy the nutritional part because that's what applied to me more because I was kind of like a sickly kid and the nutrition helped pull me out more than having a story like, you know, I got run over by a car once and this old guy at the end of the street adjusted me and I got better. So I wanted to be a chiropractor. I don't really have a story like that. I was kind of like a sickly kid that needed better nutrition to put himself together. That's fascinating. I, I, the same thing kind of with me is I spent my whole life, my second part of my whole life trying to reverse what happened to me in the first part by the medical community. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting how, how that happens. And I got diagnosed with scoliosis many years ago and had a lot of back pain and trouble. And so the chiropractors are actually my main doctor, the only one I really go to, to and I go for regular adjustments. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners why you believe chiropractic adjustments are so important to people. And, and I'd love for you to specifically kind of, uh, address the atlas bone? Well, you know, chiropractic adjustments are as good as the chiropractor actually is. So, you know, we all can get painted with the same brush, which is really unfair because in my life, the things I've had to endure because I'm a chiropractor, 
is totally different than somebody that might have gone to a medical doctor. Many people have gone to medical doctors and have had, you know, horrible outcomes, but it never taints the medical doctor or the medical profession. So I've been railed against, against crummy adjustments by people I've never known in places I've never been because I have this chiropractic badge on me, which is very difficult because if you're not strong enough to handle the people that don't really understand and aren't mature enough to separate the practitioner from the specific profession, it's ridiculous to watch how many ignorant people paint us all with one brush. But no matter what, I just watch the medical community vaccinate the world strangely against something I never thought was existing in the first place. And it's amazing how many people will maintain respect for the most ridiculous thing I've ever witnessed in my entire career. So it's sad that chiropractic has had to go through that. And a lot of people can't really take the emotional trauma of trying to start a practice in a medically dominated society. I thank God I was able to accomplish that and succeed at it. And I can clear up one thing that one, you know, the most insulting thing to say to me is to assume I'm a chiropractor because I couldn't get into medical school. I told my kids, if you want to go to medical school, you're paying yourself because I'm not paying for that. You're on your own. So that's how strong I am about practicing like I do, because I think they're designed for emergencies only. And a lot of this maintenance stuff has turned us into a complete disaster. In fact, in my career, ask your family, when was the next time they were suggested to have a yearly physical? That train stopped. That was a total disaster. And all that did was run up medical costs and make everybody sick. So they quietly got rid of the, you know, the annual physical. Why? It was a mess. It's just sad that people, you know, we're still in a Spider-Man, Batman world when it comes to a lot of the adults and they've not grown well. Right. No, I totally agree with you. And I think our listening, my listening audience is very savvy and I think they're totally on board with, with what you're saying. And I, I agree to you. We've all been conditioned, especially in the United States to think that you have to go for a yearly physical or you have to go regularly to a medical doctor. And all that did to me was get me even sicker than, <laughs> than I was before I went to go visit him. And so you know, it was after my father died of cancer and then my medical doctor died of cancer. Uh, when my children were one and two years old that the light bulb went off in my head and I realized that they weren't solving any of our health problems and all my family was dying of heart disease and cancer. And I just threw threw that out the window and decided to research health and nutrition myself. And and uh, it, it has served me well. And now I'm 68 and I, I can't even remember the last visit I went to a medical doctor for any kind of illness. Uh, I think it's been a, a good long while. Um, you know, I did I did need one a few years ago when I broke my arm to just put it in a cast, but that that's been it. And I uh, I totally agree with you about the chiropractic uh, performance by the doctors because I've been to probably two hundred chiropractors in my day, and they're all completely different. But I have found that 
And, and I have a really good one. I don't know if you know Dr. Michael Hall in Dallas, who was with Parker University, but he's also a neurologist and uh, he's fantastic. And I'm very grateful for him because he's really helped my my posture and my backbone immensely. And I showed him a adjustment you did in one of your shows on your ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd love for you to talk about that one. That is just the most amazing thing. I, I said, Dr. Paul, do you know how to do this? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay. And it just like opens up your head. Like it's like oxygen. And <laughs> so. I I remember seeing that. I think one of my Australian doctors back in school, back in the late 70s, showed us how to adjust ears. And I I did film that. And it was very cool because a lady had, I remember, I know who you're talking about because she had a serious case of Meniere's disease. So I adjusted her jaw was out. I adjusted her ear, which you could get an audible on. And I had to use something from doctor's research called complete ear to help repair the inside of the ear. And those are tricky cases. Now, I want to, I didn't answer one question, but here in Michigan, we had a, we got a U of M football team. I didn't go to school in Michigan, so I could care less about all these home teams, but we had a coach here and they brought his daughter in and they came to one of the lectures and introduced me. She's delightful and she might be listening. She was told she had left-sided cerebral palsy. This is the not this is the last coach of U of M. And left-sided, now her neck was so dislocated at birth, I adjusted her atlas at 19 off that brainstem. And that was an interesting change. And so well, there's a lot of birth traumas that start a lot of cross-eyed kids. There's a lot of in 42 years, I've probably pulled, it's the left-sided MS. It's the left-sided stroke. These old ladies whose neck's half out can fall asleep in a chair and they wake up and they're numb. And they're kind of, their arms numb, their face is kind of numb. Everybody thinks they're having a stroke. They rush them to the hospital. They do all the expensive tests. They slip against the pinched brainstem. It's a funny looking stroke if it's out far enough and you can adjust it. It's an instant correction. And those aren't really common, but they're out there also. So the neck's grossly dislocated at birth because a lot of doctors don't have the touch of the midwives of yesterday that nurture the baby out. They kind of wrench the baby out. And, you know, there's a lot of problems started at birth and that's never been considered. And everybody's so afraid of kids. Millions of people have had problems that started right there and were never adjusted or corrected because fortunately, pain fibers fatigue quickly. That's by the grace of God only. Walk, go to the mall and watch how the people walk through the mall. They're so cockeyed and crooked. Now, fortunately, most of them don't even hurt that much because the pain fiber, they take enough Advil, enough Tylenol, wear those nerve fibers out. So just gimp along like you. And that's, they would never even think they need to be adjusted because they think they're perfectly fine. We've been reduced to car accidents and people falling downstairs. The original adjustment was on somebody that was deaf, the old Harvey Lillard story. I'm sad to say because of the weak chiropractors, we've been reduced to car accidents and personal injury cases where a good chiropractor should be your first choice when you're sick, a a well-schooled, full-service guy that's done more and was interested more than just the bones of the spine. 
there's a big world out there. Yes. And um, can you explain to people why the atlas bone is so important? Well, the brain. And that's that bone at the very top. Your brain, you know, your skull sits on your atlas and your atlas, your, that brain stem, the fattest part of that stem sits right there. And it's very interesting. In my career, I've had more serious fun. And you've, I know you've watched my lectures because I've filmed some of the atlases. You remember the girl in the pink shirt? And, you know, if you, if you didn't know what that was, you saw that shaky lady and I stopped her dead in her tracks. Now, for you folks that might have seen that, the first one of those came in from Alaska. Her name was Sarah. She was jerking all over the plate. She was 72 years old. She was coming here to make her arrangements because she'd been to every doctor in Alaska. And she had this back and forth jerk to her. I didn't know what it was. She said, you know, I was just like you until eight months ago. I fell backwards and hit my head. One month later, this started. And I've had every test performed known to man. And nobody can tell me what this is. I took a shot at it. I bet you your head ain't sitting on straight. I got, you know, this was really cool because I brought, it was at the new patient time. I felt something coming. So I brought some of that. Hey, I said, when was the last time you saw a really cool thing happen that no one can explain? Get in here. I grabbed, jerked her neck back in place and she stopped dead on the table. I wish I'd have stopped dead. Everybody started crying. It was a choking up experience. I took a shot at something, and by the grace of God, it worked. And she's had another 10, 15 years of her life. She came to the lecture and told that story. But that's how it started, realizing you could have your head and neck so disjointed, and pain wasn't her main symptom. It was her motion. So you've seen a number of those, but those are probably the most dramatic. But anybody that's bent in two with that herniated disc that's not ruptured, those can be very dramatic also. Just depends on the case and, you know, what kind of misalignment they're actually carrying. But they're fun to do when you can have a home run like that. And it's hard to argue with that kind of result. I agree. Those are those are amazing stories. And, and I am... I'm someone who has gone through some of those things. In fact, I was living in Costa Rica and I started having some crazy itching at the top of my arms. It was like wild. I couldn't, couldn't figure out why I was itching. And I looked it up and it can be caused by the atlas bone being out of alignment. And I, I didn't know any chiropractors in Costa Rica, so I actually flew back to Dallas to go to my chiropractor, who I know does very decent adjustments. And sure enough, he got my atlas bone right right back in alignment, and the itching stopped immediately. And it's just amazing how many health situations are misdiagnosed because of misalignment of your bones in your back. Mm-hmm. It's Really, really quite remarkable. And, okay, because of something like that you said, in a hockey game, I was going in on a, the goal, and I got my skates pulled out. I slid into the post, and I took the I knocked the hockey goal post about that far with my floating ribs. Now, if you've not played hockey, I want you to get out there and see how heavy that thing is. I knocked it about a foot. So, I'm man, that hurt. I'm coming into work. I had to 
adjust for a month with crushed rib cage. That was painful. I got my support on after about four weeks into this. Jesus hurts too much. This should be getting better by now. And I looked, it was right here, and I had three dots right there. Shingles loves to go where your ribs are out of place, and you got to be on your toes for that because that has happened to me. So it made me feel old and stuff, but watch those deep misalignments, shingles, especially around the trunk. And chiropractic has done fantastic to keep those areas from becoming reinfected. So I get the question. No, that's I, have great to, I, have advice. A, I have to ask you a question. Now, okay. I, you've been to, how could you possibly go to 200 chiropractors? I'd have gone to two and quit and figured they were a bunch of clowns. <laughs> I've had people come okay, in so for I'm... 20, 15, 30. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding. I can't believe that you'd still do this. I tra have traveled a lot around the world. And so living in South Africa or being in France or Canada, that's why I've gone to so many different ones. And then when I get somewhere, and I have to, you know, find out who's the best one in that town or area. And so you go through a few before you find one that can actually do it properly that that I would feel is is the correct way to do it. And it right. really does take someone who's very skilled in the adjustment and it's amazing, but yes, there are a lot of chiropractors out there that really don't do very good adjustments. <laughs> out of 200 guys, all right, what percentage at least satisfied you? Maybe 10, 10 or 15, maybe. Out of 200? Out of 200. How was a profession survive yes, when it's like that? I don't, I'm at the end of my career and I've had a long uh, career, thankfully, but I don't know. Let's discuss this. The kids today, I'm 65. This is my 42nd year. I grew up throwing footballs, playing baseball, you know, shooting baskets, playing hockey. The kids today have lost their mechanical skills because they've never done anything that required any kind of strength or endurance or coordination. They don't have muscle coordination. So, as people are getting larger because of all the crummy food in this country, and the boys of yesterday are so weak, real chiropractic has become a lost art today. And I know people out there are going to throw something at the screen when I say this because they think these little weenie things are really exciting. But watch the guys that got the big practices and see how they do it. It's not, it's real chiropractic. And we've lost a generation to hormones, blood sugar poor diet. And uh, it's a real mess. And so if you had progress with 10 or 15, I've had a number of patients that come in like this and I take very good care of them because I thank them for not giving up on my profession because I could easily give up by my profession. I'm not going to go to five eye doctors to get my eyes checked. One or two is plenty and I'm done. So I'm pretty much a can-do guy. I get to the point because I have no interest in just making this a long-term process. But some things are long-term processes because by the time they get here, they're pretty well ruined, and you're just trying to maintain their ability to walk. Right. Well, yeah, I uh, was a, a ballet dancer. I was in a dance company in London when I was in college. And so, you know, alignment and bones and movement is, is very important to me. And then being diagnosed with the scoliosis was very difficult. And I have not had any surgery and I never wore a brace. I've just, 
you know, continued to dance and do the chiropractic and the massage. And that for me has, has built up my core and, and helped me. But I do think that nutrition is incredibly important. important. And uh, one of the talks you gave a while back, I think, I mean, it's been many years, but you were talking about lack of smell being a nutritional deficiency. And here in this last three years, you know, on they're always talking about if you have lack of smell, you've got COVID or, you, you know, this is the yeah. thing. And I'm just like, no, you have a nutritional deficiency. And would you like to address that? Well, I'd love to address that because, <laughs> you know, and when you get involved in a, a nutritional field, I'm in my fifth decade of this. I have lots of people that have watched a video or two, spent a weekend on the internet, became a distributor of an MLM company, and all of a sudden, they are equal with everybody that's done this for a living. So I had a blast watching all the people that were supposed to be healthy, and they all sat there and went, oh my gosh, I lost my smell, I lost my taste, I lost this, I lost, so they were so poorly nourished going into this COVID thing, I would have told them, do you understand how depleted you really are? They would have argued with me. They'll all argue with me because they read a book and their sister told them something. The amount of people that lost their appetite, taste, and smell is zinc dependent. Now, most people are running out of zinc. I ran out of zinc as a kid. Why? Because I was bottle fed. It was full of iron. Iron, copper, and zinc run back and forth, and they, they chase the same pathway. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, that ridiculous amount of iron throwing the copper pipes in my house, I never had enough zinc. So, my digestion never worked right because zinc is instrumental in making hydrochloric acid. So, being an alkaline kid, avoiding orange juice because it sat funny on my stomach. Foreign proteins, not digested or allergens. So I get this long list of things. They give me a checkerboard on my back. They tell me all these things. I'm allergic to grass. I'm allergic to dust. I mean, it's the most ridiculous, retarded thing I could ever sit through. I'm a kid. How do I avoid grass, dust? We had a dog. I just Should I just die? Should I just kill myself now? It's so, so I got two years of allergy shots. I'm an athlete. I'm a pitcher. My arm would swell about this big because they were helping me. My God, can I have the shot in the left arm? Today I got to pitch tonight and I got to drag my arm up. So, I, you know, I'm going through this stuff. It was one clown show after I had nosebleeds. 
My nose bled a lot. I had leg aches and nosebleeds because I was an athlete. I had growth spurts that were minerally deficient growth spurts. So my body stealing minerals from other parts of my body. Real calcium and magnesium will stop a nosebleed. I can't have that. I got to have my nose cauterized shut. So they're sticking curling irons up my nose to fry my nose because I was a bad boy. This just went on and on. And people go sit through this. I'm the kid arguing with this guy. So thank God my mother was awake and she helped me be awake and just realize simple things. I had the same earache for 24 years, enough amoxicillin and augmentin. So watching a mismanaged childhood, remember, foreign proteins not digested are allergens. So you're watching a world sit at the restaurant, listen to everybody talk about all the things they can't eat. They can't eat them because they can't digest them. Getting my digest, okay, this ha- I was sharing this with a patient. There, my oh, hair analysis. You. I got way too many minerals on one side. Now, I'm missing stuff. This is the bottom part over here. Getting your stomach okay. fixed. Now I got them on both sides, wherever this little camera is. And I, uh-huh. I would have no signs that I was not digesting my food other than a hair analysis, because at the time, it appeared to be perfect. I wasn't, I might've been digesting it. I wasn't absorbing it. So zinc, thiamine and real salt is instrumental in making hydrochloric acid because people are wandering around so deficient in digestive juices. They'll advertise all the things they can't eat. And a lot of people have driven themselves into that situation. So all the people that lost smell, they didn't have enough zinc to make their stomach work, let alone make their nose work. And they got clipped. Lots of people that you would think were well mineralized and they just weren't. So I had a funny ache in my body for four days. Every hair in my body hurt. I had no fever, no temperature. It was really strange. I knew it was that thing. So when I got my blood tested down the road just to see how I was doing, I said, run those antibodies. And yes, I'm positive. I'm totally, you know, I got my own natural immunity. And I'm going to tell you something. My patients that rode COVID properly, they got the flu, they took the right supplements for their individual case, they took nothing to disrupt the fever, no Tylenol, no Advil. On the other side, the commonest commonest comment made to me was, I feel euphoric. If you understood how valuable fevers are to your body, we've interrupted every fever most of us have ever had learning how important that is, I never, ever disrupt the fever on my own self or my family or kids. Let it do its job. You learn something. You don't repeat the same infection over and over because you didn't interfere with it. So that's why people are ridiculously zinc deficient because, well, an iron skillet will shut off your ability to absorb zinc. Iron supplements can push zinc out of your body. So people are taking things that have caused deficiencies in the wrong direction. You know, at the last lecture, Dr. Gill caught a, one of my old-time patients. He's a serious athlete, and his iron, his iron cookware was in his blood test. He, he was so full of iron. You don't want to be full of iron at this age. It's not healthy, and that will dry. It's very difficult to hold zinc when your iron stores are that high. What great advice. And what do you think about aluminum cookware? It's it, oh, well, if it if, can if, cross if, the blood-brain barrier and cause if, all kinds of 
if you eat enough aluminum, Biden will make sense. And so that is one advantage to having a high aluminum content because the government makes no sense now. But if your brain's addled enough, they'll probably, you know, to be an athlete, to have them say that, wait a minute, this president did, what, he ran a mile under five minutes, did 36 push-ups and 11 pull-ups? I want to see the film. So <laughs> I want to see the film. I'd like to see if I could run a five-minute mile playing hockey three nights a week. I don't think I could do it. But the deficiencies are everywhere, and people talk about everything but minerals and vitamins because they all act like we're getting them all. You're not getting them all. So can you tell people why it's important for them to eat organically? Well, organic is obviously a tremendous advantage. The one thing I still want to suggest to people, what still is the mineral content? Because organic means it wasn't sprayed. And we're really at the mercy of the farm that we're dealing with is how well mineralized the soil is and how well, you know, you've read my, I did that lecture a long time ago on those cultures that lived in mountainous regions that had such mineral rich, the Hunza Valley, all these people. And, you know, Joel Wallach did a great job on that. And it's like talking, what is it? Let me ask you, you're involved in this. What does it take to be healthy? I'll give your stat, your listeners, when patients are pregnant, I said, all right, I want you to go to your baby doctor and ask him, all right, you're a baby doctor, right? Yeah. You know everything about babies. If I needed an expert on babies, you're the one, correct? That's me. Nobody else knows about babies but you, right? That's me. You're right. What does it take to have a healthy baby? Ask them that and stop. Don't say anything. What does it take to have a healthy baby? Watch his eyes because he has no clue what it takes. I said, well, let me discuss this. Before you say this, we have a vet school and Michigan State has a veterinarian school. If you ask them to grow a horse, what does a horse have to have? They're going to rattle it. They need 78 things has to be in that food. You're going to have defective offspring. If you ask, I got, I'm raising hamsters. What does it take to have a healthy hamster? They're going to be able to give you a data book of everything it takes to have a healthy hamster. Now, when you ask about a human, what does it take to make They have no clue. Now, if you think they're that ignorant, they've been trained to be that ignorant. They know exactly what it takes to make a healthy human. It's 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and three essential fats. It takes 91 things to make this machine run. And every time you're trying, every day that you're running it, without those 91 things, you're aging parts ag aggressively because your body's going to grab lookalike minerals to fill in holes for the vital things that you need. You can absorb lead instead of calcium. You can absorb cadmium instead of zinc. You can absorb arsenic instead of selenium. So people act like they don't want to take supplements, fine. Your body's going to find supplements. It might not be the ones you're interested in, but it's going to find something to plug that hole. So they think by being cheap, they're getting ahead. No, you're, you're losing ground faster because poisons will fill those holes. Yeah, that is uh, so right on target with, with what I believe, too. 
Dr. Tent, you did a three-part series, I want to say maybe 12 years ago. It's been a while. And it was on autoimmune. And it was one of the best series on vaccines and the harm they do to us. And I, you, I mean, it really woke me up. And I found that the second one in that series on YouTube has been taken down because they're, of course, they're censoring everything that they don't want us to know. But can you tell people how you, I mean, you put together such a great amount of information on the biological warfare and the labs in, I think it was North Carolina and uh, New Orleans. and. I got a. That was a, a fabulous. I got a new. I got a new friend on Twitter. Judith Barry Baker found me on Twitter. I got to do a <laughs> shout out to her. She wrote the book on Lee and me. Oh, it was fantastic. Find Judith Barry Baker's stuff. I used her stuff for that lecture, and just running into her recently online was so much fun because her her literature. See, back then, when that what I talked about was scary because I used three different sources. And a lot of the stuff is classified to this day. Now, what they were talking about was like a two-stage weapon system. They could put a virus in somebody, give them enough x-rays, and activate that pathogen. Jack Ruby, supposedly, was gave him a shot. They gave him a long x-ray. He got a galloping cancer in 28 days in his lungs. And he claimed, hey, they did this to me. I was given this. They're learning how to do things like that which is why today I'm trying to stay alive. So I'm trying to talk gently. These 5G towers, these little graphene oxide particles doing the dance, they had two-stage weapon systems 50 years ago, 60, and they were doing them. I can't imagine where we're at now, but that's basically when they, that polio sugar cube. Now, my father had polio, and I thank my dad for having polio because he seemed pretty sturdy. He had a skinny leg. I always thought, geez, dad, you must have been a rundown kid. I thought you must have been a sickly kid. You got this crappy leg. I never, ever thought, oh my gosh, I got to run from this thing. We're all going to get this. That never entered my mind. I thought you must have been the run to the neighborhood. That's it. So the fear of that, I never had in my head because my dad had it. So this diphtheria tetanus stuff, Okay, thank you. Is uh, crazy. So it was never in my head to be fearful about, for example, my kid cut his leg. We're up north. He cuts his leg. He's 12 years old. We go in to get his, uh, some stitches in the hospital in Gaylord, Michigan. And the nurse walks in, beats us all up about shots. And says, no, we just have any shots. So he leaves. She said, What about tetanus? And he said, Well, she's not even had a tetanus shot. And he said, can I respectfully ask you why you've not had a tetanus shot on your son? I said, well, it's made from aborted fetal tissue. Now, he didn't know what to say at that because back then they didn't even understand that stuff. And it was kind of crazy because I've never seen a case of tetanus in my life. And I asked the doctors, please show me something to be scared of because I got to be scared about something that I've never seen. The, the literature does not support this stuff. I get into school and they tell us everybody has polio. It looks like the flu. They teach you that in medical school, chiropractic school. It's a virus. One out of a zillion get this paralytic thing. It's very common to just have flu-like symptoms with polio. 
There's thousands of strains of tetanus in the dirt. There's one crummy one and hundreds of benign ones. They've tried to get us scared about things. And remember, the guy that disrupted this the most in this time of idiocracy, when I don't, I got, I don't know if I got his name pronounced right, Anton Van Leeuwenhoek, when he developed the microscope, the first time he looked through the microscope, oh my gosh, there's things crawling everywhere. That threw the germ theory of disease under the bus officially. It's ridiculous to chase germs. We've killed ourselves chasing germs and made fools of ourselves. The dirtiest kids in the neighborhood, the lit at my lecture, in the literature, the kids that played in the dirt in the backyard, there's a bacteria in the dirt that keeps you from getting leukemia as a kid. It's in PubMed. Playing in the dirt makes you healthy. What a cosmic idea. And today, I have a world of people running around behind their kids with little wipes and their clean stuff. For Pete's sakes, the kid's got three inhalers, two breathing treatments. He can't sit still, and he's ruined for life because his mom made him a scared little rabbit. He'll never be able to function in the world like this. It's embarrassing. I so agree with you on that, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I was a child that played in the dirt a lot, but then my mom would take me to the doctor, and he'd give me an overdose of penicillin and nearly kill me. And I, I grew up with a, such a fear of shots and needles that I literally got to where I would just black out when they got near me and just so fearful. And I think innately, just subconsciously, I, I knew that they were not good for us. And so I was so appreciative of you sharing that information with us in those videos. And I became quite a, a fan of yours at that time. And I would love for you to expand on some of that for our listeners, because I know, you. and also if you have any antidotes that you might be able to share with people, or if they've taken one of those and would like to try to reverse the effects of it, that would be very helpful. Yeah, I'll show, I'll show, I'm going to have Tony get something for your listeners. Well, the people, it was pretty easy to spot the patients that had trouble with that with the flu. Chronic mono, low vitamin D, and no tonsils. Those people got whacked. If you throw in the insulin resistance, the diabetes, you know, some underlying infections, but that was something to look for. Chronic Epstein-Barr, no tonsils, and low vitamin D. I mean, I had a lady today, this Russian lady, and, her, you know, the vitamin D is 20, it's 19. It's embarrassing. This is people hide from the sun in Michigan. There's no sun here. You got the fear that's happened. I struggle with the fear. That's my biggest problem. Watching people that live in Detroit scared of things they can't see. There's a lot of things here you can see you might want to be worried about. But it's kind of crazy to watch this fear thing. Now, why do you think these men are so fearful? I'm going to ask you this question. Well, I think the media really targets people and puts so much fear-mongering in it. And I do think it entrains the brain and creates these, I'm not sure what they are, but I think they're addictive. And I think they can condition people into uh, trusting these medical doctors and these pharmaceutical drugs, 
And I mean, and even like the sanitizer that causes, in my opinion, liver damage. And I watch these people sanitizing their hand using these antibiotic soaps, which is like taking an antibiotic over and over again, wiping out their immune system. It's, it's just total insanity. But I think people have been taught in schools to be subservient to authority, not to be creative, not to analyze things, not to think on their own. And they just take these commercials or this media information like it's true fact. And it's, it's really sad. They've been intentionally feminized. Let's get to the bottom line. These kids in their 20s. Oh, with atrazine? With the atrazine? I've seen their testosterone panels. To take a 25-year-old patient by the name of Dan, you'd look at this man and you'd say, boy, he looks pretty good. I put him on stuff that I put men on for menopause. Male menopause is called andropause. Six simplex M. For Super Mira Forte, he walks in here four weeks later and said, this is the greatest supplement you've ever put me on in my life. He's 25 years old. It's the stuff I use for male menopause. The boys have, that, have been compromised that bad. I, I've walked in. I said, your son has the testosterone of grandpa. Scared, weak, and no drive. Throw the dopamine deficiency into that, playing enough war games, enough video games. Tank their dopamine, tank their adrenaline, tank their testosterone. You have worthless men. Worthless men, and they're everywhere. Turn on the TV, they're right in front of you. And they got and I'm, something I'm going to do eventually. <clears throat> when I go to the mall, these men smell pretty. <laughs> the smell that comes off this, this <laughs> aftershave that they use. My son walks by with this stuff. I said, Dylan, this stuff's going to make your junk shrink. The men are being demasculinated from their plastics, their perfumes, their sprays. It's a disaster. Then I covered recently about their sports attire. All that stuff that hugs your body they're working out in, they're drinking in the estrogen through their plastic clothes. So watch yeah. And the atrazine, the herbicide actually makes little boys grow ovaries. Yes. It's totally, it's horrifying how they're poisoning our population and it, it really is taking its toll on the men. We only have a few minutes left, Dr. Ten. I hope you'll come back and join me again. You're one of the most fascinating people and yes. so brilliant in so many areas. This is- Yes, show, a, show, tell me. I'm trying to get this. I don't know I'm going in the right direction. All right. In yes, my, we can we, see it. We have it's, literature up in my rooms, this is what the people, this is what the literature supported to deactivate those spike proteins. And that's in the literature. They tried getting this off the market. Right, NAC. NAC and bromelain, a coated bromelain. Bromelain. So okay. all this stuff is on our website, but that's just the things that we have to stay after now. Cause you brought up, I know you're, you're, I could just tell by the things you've said, you're up on everything. If you throw the glyphosate in, Glyphosate targets like 15 minerals, and Dr. Richard Olry, the famous Dr. Olry, Minerals for the Genetic Code, he's a friend of mine, and I asked him, I said, what, what do you consider glyphosate targets? He said, manganese. Now, manganese is what holds you together. So manganese is a deficiency that causes 
that's a very difficult mineral. It's been farmed out of our food sources. But that's what the chiropractors and the dentists have thanked you know, their profession for because everybody's falling apart because they're being chelated. So I got to make sure I get enough minerals to offset what my lunch pulls out of me. I eat restaurant food. I'm pretty normal. I'm on your show. My wife's probably laughing watching this going, live organic healthy lifestyle. I can go have Chick-fil-A. I, can, I eat pretty normal. I take lots of supplements. I try to know my body. You know, so I try to treat my individual weaknesses and I eat pretty normal. I like to get a good sweat in. I miss hockey since I retired from hockey. I need to kind of keep these chemicals moving in my body. I'm a serious trampolinist because I read the book. I probably do 60 miles a week because it's an easy exercise. It helps keep me in shape. But trying to put the wind at my back. The problem is today, everybody's looking for this one-size-fit-all mentality. I have lipoprotein A, high LDL, high triglycerides. I got a bone graft infection from an implant. I've had chronic strep from my pediatrician. I've had more of an alkaline pH, which makes me more hypochlorhydric, poor iron absorption, poor calcium absorption. You know, learn you, and nobody really teaches this kind of stuff today. Some guys got homocysteine, chronic viruses, chronic herpes. That's a direction you got to play because that's where your health issues are going to stay. Everybody wants to take the same pill for everything. This is 2023. If you can't get individualized treatment at this point in time, go find somebody smarter than the one you're seeing. Right. Dr. Tent, you have been just a wealth of information today, and I am so greatly honored to have you on the show. And I extend the invitation for you to come back and join me again sometime and expand on any of these subjects you feel are pertinent in today's world. And as we close the show, it's we have like one minute left. I'd, I'd love it if you would just share a parting thought with, with our listeners. Just one minute, so real quick. You know, it takes 91 things to make your body run. Make sure you get your minerals. Make sure you get your essential fats. I eat restaurant food. I have to get good oils. You got to stay well nourished because your body is going to fill up with other things. Chronic toxicity and chronic starvation are the two main subjects that we're all dealing with. And everything else is part of that somehow. Thank you very much for your interview. Anything else? Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Tent. And I, th- I think you're amazing and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice to see you. You nice are a gift work. to the world. And for all of my listeners out there, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. We really are honored. Thank you so much. Okay. And so as I close the show today, I'm Nancy Addison, your host. My website's organichealthylife.com. And I believe how we do anything is how we do everything. So as you go through your life and you connect with those around you, just remember to add that main ingredient. And that main ingredient is always love. 